Welcome to Our Faith in Writing. I'm Charlotte Donlin. As a writer and a spiritual director for writers, I believe writing and reading help us belong to ourselves, others, God, and the world. Our Faith in Writing explores the intersection of writing and faith through conversations about the writing process, the reading life, contemplative practices, and more. Thanks for listening. You're about to hear an episode from one of my old podcasts that explores themes connected to our faith in writing. You may hear the Lists of Nine podcast or the Art and Faith Unplugged podcast mentioned during this episode, and that's okay. You're still here with us at Our Faith in Writing. Thanks again for listening. Chandra and I just got disconnected, and I'm not sure if this is going to be able to um, be added to the last audio file. So it's possible this is a third episode with my conversation with Chandra White Cummings. Um, it's also possible it will be part of the second episode. But um, Chandra was talking about the importance of film and actors and um, the ways that um, movies and um, actors help her feel less alone. So that is where we will pick up now. Thank you, Chandra. And sorry for whatever happened that disconnected us. Oh, I know. It probably, you know, was my weak internet. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was talking about film and acting and actors. Now, there are some... Um, there are some TV shows like I had gotten away from TV for a while and I was focusing mo- more on movies and stuff. Cause I felt like that's where, you know, all the good stuff was coming out. But let me tell you, there have been some really phenomenal shows that have come out in the past few years. Um, Avery DuVernay has done a lot for black film and black um, television. Queen sugar is to me one. It might be the best show on TV um, because for anybody, because it shows the heartbreaking beauty of living in a family. You know, there's just all kinds of stuff that goes on. There's so much profound, deep hurt and woundedness, but there's also such beauty and joy and fun um, in families. Um, You know, you've got the fierce matriarchs, you've got the, um, kind of smooth dudes, you know, who sort of smooth things over and talk to everybody and make people feel better. You've got the little kids who have such promise and um, so much potential. You've got that couple that's just struggling, 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 and boom, they break through and everybody's happy for them. It's like, thank God <laughs> they finally got it together. Um, but I did a tweet one time. This is how much the show impressed impressed me and really in, got embedded in me. I did a tweet about Queen Sugar because there was an episode um, that just moved me to like literal tears. And my tweet was that one of the reasons this show speaks to me and is so important to me is because it's not afraid to show the totality of the Black experience in all of its nuances. So it it shines a very bright light on us as as a black as black families but it's not morose in doing so. So it doesn't just highlight all the trauma and all the pain and this and that, but it also highlights the love and the, um, and the understanding and the forbearance that it takes to really live successfully in a family. And that Mm -hmm. feeds me because that's one of the things that I like to write about parenting, Mm -hmm. motherhood, families, 
um, you know, all that sort of thing. So I think personally that as writers and other creative types, editors, publishers, musicians, poets, spoken word folks, all of us, we really should try to have a variety of the arts in our own lives. You know, um, somebody like propaganda or, um, um, oh, what's his name? The truth, you know, people, Lecrae, people like that. Like I listen to them because they've got something to say. Um, I watch shows like Queen Sugar and um, Blackish because gosh darn it, sometimes I just need to laugh until my eyes, like I can't see. I just need to Mm -hmm. laugh, laugh, laugh. Um, You know, I've got two sons with chronic illnesses and it's a haul. So sometimes we intentionally just sit down and we could have just gotten through with a knockdown drag out fight. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we will all sit down together and just roll through some episodes of blackish because I guarantee you're going to laugh. <laughs> it's it's you can take it to the bank. You're going to crack up and we need that too. You know, we do yeah. some serious things um, and serious issues. So we've got to allow that balance in our lives. I think. Yeah, definitely. And I do love um, the creatives and artists who, um, who make us laugh. Like that's their job. That's their focus. That's um, yeah. Blair Erskine. I follow her on Instagram. I don't know if you know who she is, but mm-hmm. she's like um, a comedian or writer. I mean, I don't even know what she calls herself. Actually. I think she's now writing for a, a television show. But oh, wow. She during the, during the pandemic, she started doing these Instagram stories that were like political satire, kind of like making fun of various Trump people um, or Republicans uh or, and she is hilarious. And a lot of people have um, thought that it was real, like that it was um, like a real, like she really was, Ted Cruz's daughter or whatever like she'll put on a persona and anyway she makes me laugh so much and I'll just re-watch some of her videos um because they're just hilarious and you know she she's from Georgia and I'm from Alabama so it's like I can relate to a lot of the fun she pokes at people in the south and whatnot and anyway so that is one person who has helped me uh laugh and persevere through um, mm-hmm. the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have a couple more questions. Let's see. Okay. Um, so what are three things that are inspiring you in your creative work right now? Um, what are three things that are inspiring me in my creative work? I would say one thing is, um, how, let me see, how can I explain this? How um, black mothers and women are slowly starting to make some shifts and understand that the way that we're doing this is not really helpful. Um, It's not strengthening us. It is depleting us um, and weakening us. Um, And that is inspiring me because it's letting me know that change can happen um, slow, very slowly, (laughs) but change can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's inspiring to me. 
So what are, I mean, can you share a, a couple of the changes you're seeing and the trends you're seeing um, that black women and black mothers are, are now doing instead of what they used to do that's inspiring you? Oh, um, sure. For some of my listeners who might not know what you're talking about. And okay. I, think, I mean, I have, I have guesses, but I would love to hear what you mean by that. Oh, sure. Thank you so much for asking for that detail. All right. So one of the things I would say is starting to understand that um, vulnerability is not our enemy mm-hmm. and that there is a way to live vulnerably without being a, a doormat or without being taken advantage of. Um, that's like the top, one of the top three fears of black women, I think is you just don't want to get played, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to get um, taken advantage of. You don't want to be anybody's doormat. And also um, lack of vulner or invulnerability, I think has been um, kind of a go-to defense or coping mechanism. You don't let yourself become vulnerable. You keep the armor up because you've got to survive to fight another day. Um, and as black women, you know, there's always a fight ahead. So, or you think there's always a fight ahead, but what I'm seeing now is that there are other women who are coming to the place that I came to, which was utter exhaustion Mm -hmm. and their bodies began to speak to them in, um, ways that concern them and let them know you've got to do something differently. You cannot continue to carry this the way you have been. And so I mentioned um, the outreach that I have earlier, which is called the Josiah Project. And that was one of the very first things that we talked about. We did a couple of like conversation sessions where we started from the statement, it's not the load, it's how you carry it. Mm-hmm. And that is something, a quote that has been attributed to a couple people, Lena Horne, Billie Holiday, it, it, whoever said it, they were right. And so we took that um, and used it as kind of a um, conversation starter to say, yeah, we think that's true. So what does it mean for us to not carry? Because if we focus on the load it's too discouraging because some of these things are not going to change. Some of the situations that we're dealing with are just not going to change. So how do we find a way to live and not just survive? So we talked about vulnerability as an asset. Um, So we're talking selective judicious use of vulnerability to strengthen us Um, so that we can operate more out of a sense of positive empowerment as opposed to defensive, you know, weaponing all the time. And I think that's very inspiring because I see so much potential for us in that change and for, for women writers too, um, because there's a, you can feel a certain sense of, um, of a cloud sometimes that seeps through the the writing of black women. And if you're not, you know, African-American yourself, or if you don't have that special sensibility or a certain sensibility, you can tire of it because it feels heavy. It feels very, very intense. Um, it feels very serious, like all the time, but with women understanding more and more the power of vulnerability. So now we're not just, 
dumping our sad stories on everybody. We're coming to the table saying, you know what? Um, this is my load. So let's say their load is that they're constantly afraid for their kid, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't know what's going to happen to them when they go outside the house, um, which is a very real thing. So if you've got black women writers who, who are in that position now, we're saying to ourselves, well, we're not going to just write about the fear and the angst um, that we have, you know, when our children step out, we're going to write about the fact that we want policy folks to deal with this and not just leave us to shoulder this. So we're vulnerable in the sense that we're putting it out there still, but in a way that lets people know, um, yeah, this is not going to, we're not going to stand with this anymore. We're going to continue to resist this. And guess what? We want you to take some action too. So it's not mm -hmm. all on us to just mm -hmm. be stronger or, you know, come up with more tactics, have more conversations. No, we're, we're now pulling people in as either willing or unwilling partners to help us address this. So that's the difference I see. Yeah. Yeah. I love how what's inspiring you is, um, part like what you see happening in other people you know like that you're inspired by other people flourishing um so that's beautiful um I never thank you for being yeah thanks for helping me think about what that might look like <laughs> you know when I think about um, inspiration for my creative work it's about oh what am I writing or making or creating and what am I receiving you know for my own creative work and now I'm like well what do I see happening in others that, and I think I, um, I notice those things, but I don't, if someone was to ask me what is inspiring you, I don't know if I would use that as an example. So mm, now okay. I have, I have something to think about, um, awesome. for a little bit. Um, well, I, I'd like to wrap up now, but I want to hear a bit more about your healing work and some of your plans and, um, any, upcoming groups or workshops or um, anything you'd like to share right now about the work you're doing? Um, well, there are two things kind of on the horizon. So one is that I'm going to be um, facilitating a generational trauma healing group, which remember is um, deal specifically with the black and white experience in America. Um, I'm going to be starting that group on June 7th. Um, generational trauma groups run for a month. So it's a month, it's usually, it's four weeks of two nights a week, like two hours, two nights a week for four weeks. Um, and, uh, this is going to be for Christian writers specifically. Okay. Okay. So I'm really hoping that some Christian writers out there and lest it not be clear yet, black and white. Um, all, you know, it, it just not black writers, not just white writers, um, black and white writers, all kinds of writers will come so that we can, um, walk through together, um, some of these issues that we talked about in our first episode, mm -hmm. you know, we can talk about what, you know, how can we receive change within ourselves so that we can put something different out to the world, um, you know, in a faithful manner. So that's going to be coming up. Very excited about that. Um, the other thing is I'm going to 
be starting a study. And this is like hot off the presses, by the way. This is like so hot off the presses right now. Breaking news. This is breaking news, right? (laughs) Um, Breaking news is that um, I have created a, I've got so many initiatives going. (laughs) Charlotte, I've created an initiative called Read, Think, Pray, Live. And um, it's a fancy word. It's a fancy little mantra or whatever for um, getting together with women to go through books that um, are designed to, I'll be picking, curating books that really are going to change us. So this is not for women who just want to come and read about, you know, a thriller. Um, And don't hear, don't hear me wrong. I read lots of those. (laughs) Right. Mm-hmm. But this is not that. This is um, a a very um, self-assessing venture. And the very first thing that we're going to do is um, I'm going to do a study on this 23rd Psalm from Philip Keller's book, um, the tw- A Shepherd's Look at the 23rd Psalm. Great. Yeah. Um, it's called He Still Leads. And mm-hmm. I will be putting stuff out about that uh, this week. Great. Well, I will um, also, if it's not ready when I make the show notes, we can add it. Mm-hmm. You know, just oh, send okay. me everything so I can add it to the show notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and All so right. I can spread the word also and um, try to help um, get the word out about the things you're working on right now. That would be so great. Well, um. Thank you again for um, doing two or three (laughs) (laughs) podcast episodes with me for Art and Faith Unplugged. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanks for being gracious and patient as we um, deal with uh, connection issues. And um, when I realized that we need to have more than one episode so we could have, you know, another conversation about something that was different than that first conversation. Um, so I really appreciate it. It's so good to see your face while talking instead of, you know, just on the phone. So mm-hmm. Or Twitter. <laughs> or Twitter, yes. <laughs> or Twitter messages. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I have to thank you too, Charlotte, because as I said earlier, I don't even remember if it actually was when we're recording when we're not. But truly, it's so um, affirming just to be asked, just for somebody to ask you to come on and talk about things that are important to you. You know, that's, that's a, that's a treat and that's a privilege. So I really do um, sincerely thank you for giving me this space and, you know, letting me um, get a window into your readership and your listenership, you know, people who read your books, people who listen to your podcast, follow you on Twitter. So thank you so much. Well, it's an honor and um I think, I mean, we might even have to do more episodes later because, I mean, I think there might need to be a whole episode on Queen Sugar, maybe at some point. We'll see (laughs) if you're willing to talk about it. It's worthy of an entire episode. Trust me. (laughs) Awesome. Great. Well, um, many thanks to all of the listeners out there. I will definitely add all of the um, links for everything that we've um, discussed to the show notes for this episode. If you have only listened to this episode with Chandra White Cummings, I hope that you will check out the others. All right. That's all for this episode of Our Faith in Writing. 
Thanks so much for listening and giving your attention to the ways writing and reading help us belong to ourselves, others, God, and the world. I'd love for you to visit us online at ourfaithinwriting.com where you can find more information about my spiritual direction for writers and other contemplative offerings, read essays and articles by writers who care about faith, and learn more about our partners and sponsors. I'd also love to connect with you on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Charlotte Donlin. Subscribe to Our Faith in Writing wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these conversations help you feel less alone in your writing life and your reading life.